Welcome, or welcome back, to Lift You Up, Inspiring Health Stories. I'm your host, Tamika Bickham. I'm also the founder of TB Media Group, but for the purpose of this podcast, I'm your health and wellness matchmaker. Now, before I introduce you to today's guest, you know what I'm going to ask you to do. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube or connect with me on LinkedIn. I'd love to see you there. Now, today, I really, 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 really... (laughs) Really love this conversation with Frankie Telfort. He is the founder of Old Bull Athletics. He's also a local South Florida born and raised football star. He was recruited by 38 colleges coming out of high school, committed to USC. But unfortunately, his football playing career ended before it even started. We're talking about that, his brief coaching career with the Seattle Seahawks, and then becoming an entrepreneur at the age of 23. You don't want to miss this one. Our physical, mental, and emotional health is not just a want. It is a need for happy lives and prosperous businesses. Lift You Up is the podcast where we share inspiring health stories from business owners who are fulfilling their purpose to live their healthiest lives and helping you do the same. From former TV reporter to marketing entrepreneur and content creator, I care about sharing stories that matter and stories that connect us. I'm your host, Tamika Bickham, your health and wellness matchmaker. Today, I am excited to be joined by Frankie Telfort. He is the owner of Old Bull Athletics, a personal trainer, and so much more. So I'm going to let him go ahead and tell you about all of that. Frankie, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. So tell us a little bit more about who is Frankie Telfort and what do you do? Um, well, I'm an exercise physiologist. Uh, I graduated from University of Southern Cal with a kinesiology exercise science degree. Um, my first career was in coaching. So I coached football for four years after I retired from uh, college foot sports. And I ended up coaching in the NFL for a brief stint of time with the Seattle Seahawks. Um, then I decided to start my own business um, shortly after that. So I've been doing this since 2015. Um, Oval Athletics has been running since 2015. And essentially, we've been in business for about five years. Um, we do personal training and physical therapy, but we try to bridge the gap between the two of them. You're from South Florida. So most of our viewers are here in South Florida. So take us through the local connection. I know you played football here locally. Tell us um, kind of about being from South Florida and also where your interest in football and just exercise and well-being and all of that kind of started. For sure. So I started playing football when I was seven years old. I ended up playing all the way throughout middle school, all the way throughout high school. Um, I finished high school at um, Governor Prep, uh, where we went to states my senior year. I had 38 scholarship offers from Division I uh, uh, colleges. Uh, 38. 38, yeah. Um, some people might remember me from, like, the Herald or, you know, I was, like, ranked in the state, ranked in the nation uh, when it came to the football. So when it comes to, like, training and stuff like that, a lot of my training style mimics that. And I really love to help kids that are in the high school range um, get to see get to their dreams, you know, like whether they want to, you know, be a Division One athlete or, you know, get a scholarship of some sort or partial scholarship or walk on and be able to compete. Um, this is definitely part of uh, what Old Bull Athletics does. So I like to give back in that, in that situation. Um, 
but yeah, ultimately I, I, I narrowed it down to three different schools. It was University of Florida, uh, USC and Stanford University. Um, I ended up picking University of Southern Cal. I uh, was recruited by Coach Carroll. Um, phenomenal staff. And uh, my linebacker coach is still my mentor as of today. Uh, some people might remember him or his father. His father was uh, the famous boxer, Ken Norton. Um, and his son, Ken Norton Jr., was a phenomenal football player. Like, talking like amazing. Like, uh, played for the, for the um, Cowboys. He played for the 49ers. He won. Uh, two Super Bowls with each team, um, and then he he went on to coach and ended up winning another Super Bowl with the Seattle Seahawks um, in 2013-2014. So, uh, phenomenal guy. He's he's I'm still in touch with him today. Um, he's he's a really big uh, stone, like cornerstone of mine that I that I that I use often. Was your plan to go to the NFL? So. Um, Disconnect. So when I when I got to Southern Cal, um, I basically did like a, a couple of physicals, and I, I ended up having a, a heart murmur. And essentially, I had to to retire from sports after I getting all of this this hype behind um, me playing. You know, so paint the picture: thirty eight scholarships. Uh, I wait for the last minute to pick the school that I want to go to. So I actually announced on signing day, which is February sixth. Um, I train. I get in. So probably one of the best shapes of my life uh, when it comes to like playing sports. Um, get to Southern Cal, ready to go, do like one or two practices, finish the physical, and they basically pull me from practice. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? Um, this is year one? This is year one. This is like going into my freshman year and going to the freshman season. Uh, long story short, they end up you know, doing a bunch of diagnostic tests. Uh, I come back with a... Uh, a heart condition called hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, which is basically like um, an enlarged left ventricle. And if I overexert myself to a certain point, it could cause heart failure or where I could die, basically. So um, that was the end of my career uh, as a football player. Um, and I went straight into coaching. So instead of shying away from the sport that I loved for basically my entire life, uh, I've been playing, playing for the last 10 years, um, I just decided, you know what, like, I'm gonna, you know, take lemons and make lemonade. And uh, all the while I was, I was learning about exercise physiology and biomechanics and stuff like that. So it was cool to take the science of what we learned, like on force plates or like teaching people how to move more efficiently or whatever it was and be able to apply it real life to some of the best athletes in the world, you know? So I'm getting my coaching degree really as well as like my degree in exercise physiology at the same time. With that resume, it, it really sprung me forward and allowed me to, to get into the NFL at a very young age. So uh, I started coaching in the NFL when I was 22. Like, I had just turned 22 on our first uh, preseason game in, in, um, in San Diego against the Chargers. This heart condition, is that something that you're born with? So it's genetic, but it's a progressive disease. So okay. um, Probably there weren't any symptoms of it early on because, uh, again, it's progressive. And as I got older and I trained harder, I would for, so training before I went to college looked like this. It was sprints in the morning, weights in the afternoon, and then I would try to take a nap in the middle of the day for at least two hours. So it was sprints, nap, weights, sprints, nap, weights, over and over and over and over and over again. 
So I think the overtraining in the heat of, <laughs> in the heat of the Miami heat of mm-hmm. the summer and then going to LA and like really being like, oh, wow, this is like, this is nice. Like it's 70 degrees. It's a nice little right. breeze, you know, <laughs> like, I feel good. You know, it confused me because I felt like I could run for days um, right. in, that, in that type of weather. So it, when, when they told me that, obviously it was like a kick in the chest because it's like basically like a family member dying, like something that I, I love for my entire life, you know, um, and something that I was good at. Um, thank God that I, that wasn't the only thing that I was good at, but something that I was good at uh, basically just got taken away from me. You say part of this with a smile on your face, but I'm sure going through it at the moment is devastating to a certain extent because you were working so hard towards this. Definitely. I mean, it was definitely a letdown. And, you know, 17-year-old me, <laughs> I'm proud of myself looking back at it, you know, because I, I don't I don't know if a lot of 17-year-olds would have taken it this way. Uh, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I'm just thinking, like, you know, I, if I talk about this same scenario to, you know, one of my clients, like, it's tough, you know. Um, but, yeah, like, it, to, to turn around and try to, like, embrace the suck, like, embrace, like, the uncomfortableness of being around the sport that you love, uh, for lack of a better term, it's like, you know, breaking up with the girl and then like kind of still being her friend, <laughs> you know, wait like, about it. Yeah. Uh, and then seeing other people date her, you know, and still being her friend, you know, like, yeah. that's kind of like how my first year of coaching was, you know, after the first year and like the pains of that and getting into the second, third and fourth year, I really like honed in on like the craft of it and like really started to piece things together because I knew the playbook a lot better. And I was really helping guys out, like when it came to like them getting more efficient at covering or getting more efficient at like zone drops or learning the playbook or whatever, whatever a coach does, you know, um, to the point where, like I said, I, I got a, a shot in the NFL. The way you handled that situation and or the way you're describing it is impressive because I think all of us in life go through challenges. We think we're headed in one direction and we get totally knocked off course and sometimes we respond in a way that's just we don't rebound right we we could we can sit there and kind of wallow and not embrace the suck and pivot or come up with you know a different way to apply our talents but and i think especially at a young age to be able to take a look at the situation and say hey how can i make this work for me how can i still do something that i care about i'm passionate about is in line with my purpose and who i am and still go for it and make it totally work for you. So I think that's something, you know, even myself admittedly, like it, it's taken me longer instead of just like being down or depressed about something because it didn't work out the way I wanted, um, you know, to kind of learn through life, like, hey, you know what? Maybe there's a reason this happened and it's actually for the better. So, okay, so you spent a year coaching with this uh, Seattle Seahawks and you said, okay, this isn't for me. And that's when you came back to South Florida. Yes. So I, I came back to South Florida uh, around um, the end of December um, in 2013. And then in 2014 is when I started working at Equinox. Equinox is like a very high end uh, gym that, you know, a lot of prestigious people go to, uh, especially where I was located in the heart of Core Gables by Merrick Park. Um, you know, you know what what kind of clientele they have. Um, so it was cool to, to go from that situation to something a little bit different, a change of pace for me. 
it was a lot easier for me to apply some of the the exercise physiology that I learned in college to uh, the training world. And I had been doing it for so long that like coaching a deadlift and coaching somebody how to drop into a zone, like there's no difference, you know, like <laughs> it's just how you coach it, you give it the, the chunking aspect of it, you know, piece by piece or, you know, okay, you got this down pack, now we're gonna go this way. Like, the, the Almost the art of coaching doesn't change. It's just how you apply it or what skill you're giving them is, it, is it, that's the only thing that changes in the art of coaching. And, and I really kind of took off from there. It, it got to a point where I was like top eight in the company out of like 3,000 trainers when it came to like sales and um, what I was doing in, in, in the gym and what I was doing for the company. Uh, it got it got stale after a year and a half though. You know, it, it got to a point where I was like, you know, I'm really I'm really helping this company uh, build their reputation. But you know, a lot of the people that I mentor like those are the people that are doing really well. <laughs> so I'm like, why am I doing this for them? I can do this for myself. Uh, I think that was when it was time for me to take a step. And that's when I left. And then that's when you started what you're doing now, right? Old Bull Athletics? Correct. So I spent about a year and a half at Equinox. I left in the summer of 2015. Um, and I started working at a, uh, a therapy clinic in Coconut Grove and really headed the uh, post uh post-operation strength and conditioning um, at this therapy clinic. This kind of just gave me a lot more experience when it came to like the, the bigger ortho issues. So, you know, I saw people with frozen shoulder, elbow tendonitis, mm. um, you know, labral tears, uh, slap tears. I, I mean, what, what you name it, I, I've seen it and I've done some type of strength and conditioning with it. So it was a great experience for, for Old Bull as a brand. Um, which really started off with just me and I started adding more people afterwards. Um, but again, I mean, about a year and a half and we kind of grew out of that situation as well. So um, it was it was a great experience for us, but um, we finally got our, our own location in twenty the beginning of 2018. Um, so tell me about, you know, if I walk in the doors today, what is at Old Bull Athletics today? So the first thing you'll see is uh, our shop on the right-hand side. We love to partner with uh, small businesses in the area like Green Gables Cafe, uh, which a lot of people love. They have all organic foods. Um, we partnered with a dermatologist that uh, does a lot of our spa amenities. As you walk through the space, on the left-hand side, there's a private room, which I'm in as of right now. Uh, it's a little bit quieter, uh, and people want more privacy, and they want more of like a, a private experience for therapy. This is where we take them. On the right-hand side, there's two tables uh, out and open that people can do more therapy out open so they can watch the training happen. After that, as you continue walking, we've got two squat racks, uh, right and left side, uh, dumbbell rack from five kilos to 60 kilos. So that's 10 to 12 pounds all the way up to 132. So to make it, if you want to get like some chest presses in, you know. Hey, I'm, <laughs> those I got it. Pounds. Nah, I'm strong <laughs> now. Okay, uh, we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> Uh, I'm a little out of practice but yeah, since uh, COVID-19 hit. So, you know, I might need a couple of weeks to get back ready, but I got it. <laughs> but yeah, besides that, there's some turf. There's uh, some um, jujitsu mats in the back and we work a lot with kettlebells. So we try to make sure everything's barefoot uh, because of all the benefits that come from barefoot training. And um, yeah, that's wait, pretty really? much it. That's Tell, yeah. Wait, tell me about this, because I've never heard the benefits of barefoot training. Yes. So um, 
think about it like this. If you wear mittens on your hands <laughs> and you did all your daily tasks with mittens on your hands, how efficient, like, like you were just writing right now, right? Like how efficient would you be at writing <laughs> if you had mittens on your hands? Not very. So you can think of those mittens as shoes, right? Yeah. It's the same idea. So if you train barefoot, you'll get a lot more benefits, like strengthening the intrinsic parts of your feet, balance, um, mm. all of these things when it comes to, to, to training, you get all these physiological benefits from it. Um, and it's really under, it's underrated because not that many people do it, but it makes, it makes a world of difference when it comes to strength gains. Wow. You're blowing my mind right now. Okay. I mean, it makes sense. I, you know, I've trained everywhere from, you know, the big LA fitness to, um, you know, a small boutique gym and shoes are pretty much a requirement. So that's why I'm like, okay, I haven't heard of this before. Right. So, yeah. Not required. I mean, shoes not required or encouraged. No. No. <laughs> I like that. So when someone new comes to the gym, are they usually surprised to see that? Um, I, I don't know if they're surprised per se, because they're going through the training with a trainer. Uh, nobody just comes to the gym just to work out by themselves. And I think that's also like the hard part about going to these to these big box gyms, like you just uh, mentioned, it's harder for them to regulate that stuff because you know someone can that doesn't know what they're doing could drop a weight on their foot or whatever the situation is. Um, but when you have someone coaching you through all of this stuff, it's a lot different. It's a lot different of an experience than if you're just going by yourself doing stuff that you probably don't know how to do. Really, when it comes to the assessment aspect of it, that's really what the experience is like for the first the first day, anyway. So. Uh, people will come in, we'll talk about goals, we'll talk about sleep patterns, we'll talk about stress level, we'll talk about nutrition, and then we'll talk about what we need to do to get them to their goals when it comes to strength and conditioning or cardiovascular exercise. Um, after that, they'll get into a three-dimensional body scanner, which uh, we have closer to the front of our space, uh, but it takes into account posture, how much weight is on the front, your forefoot, how much weight is on your back foot, on each leg, it shows you... Um, you know, your body fat percentage, it shows you how much, uh, how many calories you burn at rest, so your basal metabolic rate. So it gives you a lot of information. It gives us a lot more feedback to where we can kind of hone in on that uh, every month and re retest to make sure that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. It's really for us to kind of keep them accountable and make sure people are, uh, are better at, you know, uh, keeping themselves accountable because we can't hold their hand all the time, you know? Right. Yeah. You don't go home with the person. So, I mean, so much of it is what happens when somebody leaves as well. Right. That's 90%. Right. <laughs> 90%. Remember that. Okay. So your gym sounds amazing. I haven't personally been there, but I've heard great things. That's how we got um, introduced through others who sing your praises for sure. So, I mean... This is all, I mean, this is a big accomplishment at just uh, um, founding Old Bull Athletics at the age of 23. I mean, how did you do it? I mean, obviously you have this entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah, I I lean a lot on my mentor uh, that, I, that I spoke about earlier, Ken Orton Jr., and I lean a lot on my father. My father uh, was an immigrant in this country. He was born in uh, Port-au-Prince, Haiti, which is like a small beach town uh, above Port-au-Prince. 
uh, you can't even get to it. There's no roads there. <laughs> like it's almost impossible to, to get to, to that that particular area. But he came to the States when he was a teenager and went to Edison High School. Um, at this time, uh, he played high school sports, but at that time they weren't giving immigrants scholarships. So he went into the trade industry um, and became an electrician. Uh, after that, I mean, he has a bunch of brothers and sisters, that, so he's kind of like helping out the family as well as you know, going through the whole electricity situation. Started working for Edward Helms, which is like a really big uh, construction company in South Florida. And he had like a crossroad because Hurricane Andrew hit, I was just born, and um, he could either start his own business or continue to move up in the, the company of Edward Helms and decided to start his own business. So um, long story short there, he got a lot of, uh, success afterwards that after afterwards like to the point where he did pretty much all the lights to the american airlines arena um and got a really big contract so like almost like a coming of age story like i i respect wow. him so much from like what he did like when he first started to where he was like peak wise when it came to came to his, his business and now he, he still continues with the construction business and, and he's helped me out a lot when it came to like the build out of our space and like little things that I wanted to add, like, oh, I want, you know, lights here and I wanted to have this kind of feel or I need this to be put up. He kind of helped me out with all that stuff. So um, he's a huge part of it. Um, seeing him do it and like having that entrepreneurial spirit and kind of talking to me, not really like giving me too much guidance, but kind of just saying like, well, if you need help, you know, I'm here for you kind of situation. Um, just having that in, in, in my back corner has been amazing. Both my parents are amazing. Like, <laughs> they just they they taught me how to save and and then take calculated risks. None of us are just born knowing business. I think it's you know the mentors and the people that open doors help us and support us and lead us as we as we learn this entrepreneurial journey. So I love that. You know who do you really serve at Old Bull Athletics? Who is really kind of the right type of clients for you guys? Um, pretty much anyone and everyone like it. Like I said, we, we we do so much here. Like I don't know exactly how to 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 market us specifically. I would say like our, our biggest population is anywhere between thirty five and sixty five uh, that wants to to optimize their performance or they want to be out of pain um, and train efficiently. But you know, like I said, there's other components of old bull. Like I said, kids that want to get D one scholarships or get to college and be ready for college and or people that want to get out of pain and or we, we also have uh, a physical therapist here who has 11 to 12 years of gymnastics coaching so we we hold three to, to eight year old gymnastics classes for for kids so it really depends on what what you're looking for uh, but i think we can fulfill a lot of those needs awesome i love that is there anything else that you wanted to add that i didn't ask I implore you to come by Old Bull. Like I would love to see you here. Maybe we can get like a little video done with that, and you know you can really see what we have to offer. Uh, it's a lot easier to e explain once you've experienced it, as opposed to me just talking about it. Uh, I would love that. So <laughs> whenever you get a chance, I would know, love that as well. Out. Absolutely. Um, you know what? I do ask everyone this question. I almost forgot to ask you. So I like to try to give people actionable tips that they can implement in their lives um you know pretty quickly so based on just your expertise and your knowledge is there anything that you would say to people 
Um, you know, if they just want to feel a little bit better, a little healthier, or anything that you kind of feel like is a helpful tip for people? Yeah, um, I would say look at your habits because we are what we repeatedly do. And at the end of the day, if you're having a situation where you have some bad habits and you want to change them, you got to get to the root of that habit, you know? So, you know, for example, like let's say you have lunch and you take a break from work, you walk over to the cafeteria, you eat a cookie, you talk to your friends, mm -hmm. and then you go sit back down. And you realize, okay, I continuously, I, I eat this cookie every single day for 365 days, and I, I put on 10 pounds, 15 pounds over the year. Why do I continuously eat this cookie, right? Mm -hmm. Is it because I need a break, right? Is it because I want to talk to my friends? Is it because I just need to walk? Is it because I'm not eating enough calories? You need to take away some of the variables to figure out what is satisfying you specifically to feed that that habit. You know, so one day instead of, you know, going to the, the cafeteria, go talk to your friend and then come back and sit down and you know finish up your work. And then another day, go and and have like an actual meal, like enough food to where you you're not uh, craving any sweets, and then come back to that as your desk. Maybe you just need to take a break, get up, walk around come back sit down and then really figure out what what why you were doing such a thing and then you can really kind of implement strategies to create good habits and mm -hmm. good habits are just you being very intentional for the first you know 21 to 30 days after it's intentional then you kind of like chunk that over to the basal ganglia which is um, part of your brain that basically runs on on autonomous and then we can continue the these good habits over and over and over again Right. So identify why, figure out what's going on, implement good habits in place of that bad habit. And then after that, you can kind of create like a routine. Right. So um, you have a routine for lunch. You have a routine for waking up. You have a routine for going to bed. If your issue is more of uh, a situation where you're not sleeping enough. Right. Like maybe you're getting too much blue light into your eyes. Right. So turn your phone off two hours before bed or put it on, you know, airplane mode and set it down to charge somewhere nowhere near your bed. Yeah, it's just like these these habits or these like routines can can really help you hone in on a lot of health. Like like I said, you can add in meditation to that routine. You can add in um, prayer to that routine. What whatever whatever makes you makes you feel good, you know? Uh, stuff that you might not have time for during the day, you can kind of make time for and and really hone that in. I love that. Being intentional about creating good habits because we are what we repeatedly do. I'm going to remember that one. <laughs> uh, this is really great. Um, I hope some people come and check you out. So if they want to learn more about you, Old Bull Athletics, where can they find you? Uh, our Instagram page is amazing. Uh, there's a lot of great information there. Uh, it's at Old Bull Athletics straight through um, or our website, oldbullathletics.com. Um, my personal page is at Frankie Telford on Instagram. So if you want to send me a, a direct message, I'd be willing to answer any questions that you have. Um, and yeah, come by, check us out. We'll give the first session complimentary um, and you get to see what we do. Awesome. Be sure to check him out and I'll be sure to link to all that information below in the show notes so they can find you easily. Thank you, Frankie. This has been a really great conversation. No problem. Thank you for having me. 
I know I can't wait to go check out Old Bull Athletics, Frankie and the rest of the team there. I've heard a lot of really, really great things. I'm even more excited to check it out now after our conversation and maybe even try training barefoot. Hey, I learned something new. I learned something new every day on this podcast. So be sure you go ahead and check him out too. His information is below in the show notes. Until next time, I hope I see you back next week. And make sure you hit subscribe on YouTube, follow me on LinkedIn, connect with me there, and we'll see you back next week. Stay happy, stay healthy.